0: Hello and welcome to the Grace Point Community Church Podcast Network. My name is Joey Butch, and I'm happy to present to you our weekly sermon. This week, Pastor Levon Brown spoke from 1 Peter, uh, all throughout, actually, and you'll find out more about that as you listen. Just hope that in some way her words can speak to you, uh, maybe change your life a little bit, maybe change your week up a little bit, give you some encouragement for the week. Uh, If you haven't heard this sermon yet, I really think you're going to enjoy it. If you've heard it already, it wouldn't be a bad one to listen to twice, and it'd be even better if you shared it with someone who hadn't heard it or maybe doesn't even go to our church. Uh, LaVon is an amazing communicator, and we are excited to hear from her this week. So, without any further ado, here's Pastor LaVon Brown preaching on 1 Peter.
1: Joey just said it would be nice if we had a ramp so I could just roll up here. <laughs>
0: That's the next project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not I'm not particularly good at rolling anywhere, so <laughs> well Pastor called me yesterday and said he really wasn't feeling well. So we're praying for him. Especially praying for him, uh, we are blessed to have a leader like him, aren't we? Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah. He's so precious to us. So um, please hold him up in prayer. You know, it. I don't know if you know this, but it's really not easy sometimes to be a pastor. You you not only carry your own burdens, but you carry lots of other people's burdens yes. too. And you're happy to do that, but it takes extra strength from God. Yes. So, so just pray for our good pastor. And for the rest of these guys that were up here and gals, um, you know, for a congregation our size, you are blessed. <laughs> You got lots of people holding you up. And we we appreciate your support of us. Um I'm I really didn't I, when when I talked to Pastor, I said, Well, I'll just drag out something I've used before. And he said, Fine, just don't use Second Peter. You you've worn that out. <laughs> well, he didn't say it exactly that way, but that's what he meant. So I'm not preaching from Second Peter today. <laughs> I suppose I could quote the verse for you. <laughs> no, but I am using First Peter. Um, I'm. Uh, I have a. a habit. Uh, when I study w- the Word of God, when I read the Word of God, study it. Uh, I have a little system that I use. I've I've shared this with the ladies a lot of times, but um, I I take a sheet of paper, and I draw lines, two lines down, so I have three columns. The first column, now I got this from Ann Graham Lotz. So I didn't make this up, but the first column is what does it say? And I just copy the words from from the word. On in that column, because it helps me not only to read it, but to write it. So that's what the first column. The second column is what does it mean, and that's when I might go to some other translations, or I might look at some uh, um, a commentary, or something I some something else I've read, maybe a CL, C.S. Lewis something, whatever. And, and I, I come up with what I think that particular scripture means. Then the third column is, what does it say to me? And sometimes that's a little different. Because God will pick out a, a, maybe one phrase, and it will just suddenly hit me. Hmm, that seemed like that was meant for me. And so i I put that in the third column. And then I've gotten so that's just about the way I study for anything for if I'm teaching Sunday school class or i'm I'm up here speaking on a Sunday morning, or I'm leading a ladies' Bible study or whatever. that works for me. so I had recently done that, I'm I'm working through the New Testament, and I recently had done 1 Peter, and so yesterday when I was looking through some of my notes, I thought, I believe that this is what the Lord would have me share with you today. I'm using the New Living Translation, it's called, um, it's become my favorite lately. I I kind of go from, you know, I I use different translations at different times, and right now this year, I'm I'm mostly studying from the New Living Translation. So that's what I'm going to share with you today. And really, what I'm what I hope to do is just read the letter to you that Peter wrote to these people that he was writing to, and I'll identify that in a minute. Uh, not the whole letter, it's five chapters long, and uh, I'd, I'd be glad to read the whole letter to you, but probably some of you by about the third chapter would be on your way out the door. So um, I I won't do that. And I'm not suggesting for a moment that there's a bit of boring stuff in it, because there isn't but you just don't wanna hear me read that much, I'm sure. One of the courses I took in Bible college was called Bible reading, oral Bible reading. And the stress on it was that there are different kinds of scriptures and we should read them differently if we're reading them aloud for people to hear. I'm gonna assume that you don't, you don't have the Bible probably a lot of you do on your on your phones. If you want to get them out, that's fine. Um, but I'm gonna assume you've never read this, this letter. And I'm gonna to try to read it to you in the way that seems to me that Peter was meaning. It's full of instruction for believers. Now, if you are not yet a believer in Jesus Christ, Some of this will sound kind of foreign and um, won't make much sense to you. But there is an invitation always implied that now is the day of salvation. And you can become a believer at this moment. You can accept Christ into your life and then the instruction will be for you, too. I don't want to leave anybody out. Peter didn't want to leave anybody out. So as, as I read this, I want you to know you're included. Pray with me for a moment, will you? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. How precious it is. And as we look out this morning, I pray that you'll help us to realize what it says, what it means, and what it says to us individually. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for being God. Speak through me, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Peter says, I'm writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, and Campbell County, and Canton County, and Boone County, and wherever you live. This is written to you as surely as it was written to those people. Because really, we are foreigners here. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. And his spirit has made you holy. His spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood Of Jesus Christ. That packs a wallop in just that first paragraph. He says who he's writing to and then he identifies them as holy people made holy by God himself. You can't be holy on your own. You're not good. God is good. We are not worthy, but God deigns to walk with us, talk with us, teach us. And Peter is just conveying to these believers what God has taught him. May God give you more and more and more grace and peace. That's my prayer for you. May God give you more and more and more of grace and peace. We're living in tumultuous times. We need peace, don't we? I cry out for peace, but um, we can have peace in our individual lives. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, It is by his great mercy that we've been born again. Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. It is by his great mercy that we've been born again. Because Jesus raised, because God raised Jesus from the dead. We now look forward to our resurrection. You know, eternal, I said in Sunday school this morning, eternal life does not begin when you die. Eternal life begins when you receive Christ. We're already living eternal lives when we know Jesus. But, and, but we look forward. We're living here now as foreigners. And more and more, I feel like I don't belong here. Is that, don't you feel that way sometimes? This is not my home. I'm just a passing through. (laughs) My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Boy, that was good, wasn't it? (laughs) I just came up with that. (laughs) So be truly glad. There's wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Amen. Cheer up, folks. You may be going through a rough time now, but right. but glory is coming. Yes. Amen. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. There's coming a day, folks, when Jesus is going to come back and he's going to be revealed to the whole world. People who won't acknowledge him now will have to acknowledge him then. For every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's coming. You love him even though you've never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about it and the gracious salvation prepared for you. You know, the prophets in the Old Testament were were telling us all about what was coming, and but they didn't they didn't really understand it. they they really um, well, it says they wanted to know more about when they uh, um, they wanted to know more about this glorious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about. When he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and His great glory afterward, remember in Isaiah when he predicted how how Jesus was going to suffer, and die, and and those many of those Old Testament prophets were predicting all the things that were going to happen, but they didn't know when they were going to happen, and it. And the, uh, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you, for us. Amen. The message was for us. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. The, the angels have... Um, um, I, I, I don't know what word I'm I'm searching for, but anyway, they have the privilege of watching all of this take place. They were there when the prophets were prophesying it, and they, they're also watching it when it all came to pass, when Jesus came just like they said he was going to. And now, when when we're getting ready for his second coming, they're watching, eagerly watching, to see, I think, I think they, they like to, to see how we react. A call to holy living. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Obedience is a theme from Genesis to Revelation. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. It's just as simple as that. God says, I'm holy and you need to be holy too. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. Without Jesus, life is pretty uninteresting. (laughs) Pretty um, mundane. Or maybe pretty awful. Um, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid for with mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. You know, Jesus' birth and death and resurrection was not plan B. It was planned from the very beginning. He was chosen by God to be our Savior. Through Christ you've come to trust in God and you've placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply with all your heart folks there is nowhere in the plan of God that we are to be anything but loving toward one another I I am amazed and appalled sometimes at things that Christian people say and do. According to this scripture and all the rest of it, is we have a responsibility to God to love one another. People are like grass, their beauty is like a flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. So get rid of evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. There is a crisis when you come to Christ. It happens in an instant. You become his. But then there is the process of living out that Christian life where you drink of the spiritual milk and you grow into the full experience of salvation. Folks, there's more for you all the time. I mean, I, I can testify that I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still becoming what God intended me to become. So are you. Doesn't matter how long you've known him or how short a time. It's there is a process taking place in your heart and your mind, if you will allow him to train you. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. You belong to God. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. The only way the world is going to see Jesus is in you. Think of that responsibility, folks. Uh, I mentioned this in Sunday school class too, but I've heard people say, well, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be one. Or I've heard people say, if I ever become a Christian, I want to be like that. We have a responsibility to show people what Christians, who Christians are. We are a chosen people. Once you had no identity as a people, now you're God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. We're all sinners. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord has laid on him, Jesus Christ, the iniquity of us all. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. The, the world and the and the devil are out to get us. And then and then in this letter, I'm I'm not going to go into all of it, but he has advice for wives. And it boils down to, wives, respect your husband. And he has advice for husbands. And it boils down to, husbands, love your wives. You know, if, if your husband really loves you, you don't mind respecting him. <laughs> and when, when you respect him, he doesn't mind loving you. It just works that way. And then there's advice to all Christians, and finally, uh, I'm in I'm in the third chapter now, in the eighth verse. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender-hearted, and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil, don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. What a promise. If you want to enjoy life, if you'd like to live a long, happy life, just keep your tongue from speaking evil and quit, and don't lie. Turn away from evil. We as Christians sh- should be living holy lives. I'm I'm a, I'm hurt and disappointed when I see so many people who profess the name of Christ and yet are living living in sin. That's not God's plan for you. In the fourth chapter, um, I've skipped a lot, but the end of the world is coming soon. The seventh verse says, therefore be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Folks, you need to be spending time with God in prayer. You can't make it without it. Most important of all, Continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. You know, when you really love somebody, you can you can overlook a lot of nonsense.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, Christian people don't need to be, get offended so easily. You know, if somebody says something that hurts your feelings, chalk it up to they were having a bad day. Or you don't know, you don't know what. My mother used to, when when, when I was growing up, she used to say, but LaVon, you don't know what might have happened at home this morning before they went to school. You know, if, if I was upset because some little girlfriend had said something nasty to me you don't know what might have happened this morning at, at home. And I, Now, I, there's many a time, folks, when I say now, I don't know what might have happened this morning before they left home, so I'm just going to overlook that. Amen. Love covers a multitude of sins. Uh, don't be surprised when fiery trout... Don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. You might be suffering now for Jesus, although... I can't honestly say that I've ever done much suffering with Jesus. But if you're going through a fiery trial now, just wait, folks. There's a reward at the end. So if you're suffering in a manner that pleases God, and what he has said before this is, if you're suffering because you've done something wrong, you're just getting what you deserve. But if you're suffering for doing what's right and that pleases God, keep on what, do, what you're doing. Keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you for he will never fail. You can trust your life with him. Just turn it over to him. Just allow him to be in the driver's seat. He he wants nothing but the best for you. Now, you might have to go through some fiery trials to get there, but in the end, you'll be glad you did. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. You know, whatever's bothering you, whatever, whatever struggle you're having, turn it over to him. Amen. You don't have to fight that battle. You can let him fight it for you. When Satan knocks at the door, send Jesus to answer. <laughs> Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Don't let Satan get the victory. Stay alert. We need to be watchful because he is out there. He'll He'll do anything and everything he can to defeat you. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. You're not alone. You're not the only one. We all We all suffer in one way or another. And right now, in 2020, it literally is true. People all over the world are suffering just the way we are. But God is everywhere. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So, after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. Think about that. You may be going through a rough time right now. But he will restore you. He will support you. He will strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. Amen. Now, that's, that is definitely a condensed version of the letter that Peter wrote to us. Amen. To us who are foreigners in this land. We're just passing through. We're on our way to heaven. Some of us are going to get there a lot sooner than others. (laughs) You just never know, do you? You could get there before I do. God has a plan for every one of you. And his plan is that you walk in obedience to him. And it's a good life. It's a wonderful life. (laughs) God is God. There's, there's, there's a lot more. There's, there's a whole portion of scripture there in 1 in Peter that tells pastors how to train the people in their congregation. It tells the younger men how to respond to the older Christians. There's a lot of good advice. Peter is just simply writing a letter to people telling them how to live out their lives the way God planned for them to live. We have a responsibility to him and to one another. I love you. I love Jesus. I wouldn't trade this life for any. God is able to carry you through whatever you might be going through right now. God is there with our friend, Hubert. Um, the, the, The last report we got was he wasn't doing well. I don't know what that means. But I know that God knows what that means. Pray for him. Pray for our president. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, but he is our president, and he needs he needs your prayer. You know, all of that's in the Scripture, too. In fact, we're told to pray for those in authority. We don't always do that, especially if we don't like him. Yeah. Folks, we are examples to the world of what Christianity means. Don't say you're a Christian, then act like the devil. It'd be better if you didn't profess it all. Because if you're, if you're going to claim the name of Christ, then act like him. He's in the process of making you more like him. I'm amazed in my third column what it it says to me. How many times I find myself writing, Lord, help me to live up to this. Lord, keep me pure. Lord, make me more like Jesus. That's our desire. And then we're going to be rewarded with spending all eternity with him. What a wonder. What a privilege. What a God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Make it plain to us. Continue to speak to, uh, to us through it as we live out our lives for you. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time or you've been here since the beginning, thank you for uh, tuning in and hearing, listening to our weekly sermons every Monday. Our sermon from the Sunday before will go out. If you want to know more about who Grace Point Community Church is, you can go online and find us at gpcchurch.com. Everything that you need to know or the phone number to anyone who could help you find out what you may need to know is there. And as always, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed week.